so it seems I've decided to jump into the fray and become a podcaster. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about the COVID weary that we all seem to be experiencing as we try and navigate the post-COVID environment. When COVID hit in 2020, I think a lot of people were having some excessive highs. I think we were experiencing some good times with our jobs, with our families. I think life was a good, comfortable thing. And even though the political climate was definitely challenging, we still managed to be able to move forward in what we were doing with our lives. I think we were all oblivious to the planet being so completely overpopulated that COVID-19 came in and just decided to wipe us out. I mean, we haven't seen anything like this in over a hundred years and here we are in the next big plague. I think it's really interesting as I've watched the last 11 months and I've watched the political climate of this go from it's really not a big deal and and it's going to go away to ooh maybe it's it's not and you know maybe we'd better pay attention and you know people dying and hospitals surging and businesses closing and towns going into lockdown and rampant unemployment and I mean I don't know about you I just know from March to June it was fucking crazy it was just such a crazy time I remember losing thousands of dollars in business in a day that had taken me a year to cultivate. I remember phone calls coming in and people apologizing for canceling, but they didn't know what was going to happen with this disease that was rolling in. And I sat back and I watched a lot of hard work just disappear. Like someone who had come in and just pulled the rug out from under me. And it was really strange because For once, it wasn't, you know, of my own making. It wasn't a self-sabotaging situation. I didn't do anything to screw up. And it was gone. It was just all gone. I remember seeing friends and co-workers all just lose it all. I mean... It was crazy in the hospitality industry, and that didn't make it any easier. I saw a lot of friends go from their offices to their homes, but when you see servers and bartenders and cooks and busters and dishwashers and perhaps forced to sit at home because people aren't allowed to leave, they're not allowed to go out, they're not allowed to 
even do the smallest thing and and we all just kind of had to sit on our hands and try and figure out what we were going to do for livelihood I was fortunate at the time that COVID hit I worked for a company that um, did the legwork for unemployment in the state of Georgia Um, I was very fortunate my unemployment came after a few glitches it took about a month but it did come and it was steady and it did help and my husband who also was working from home but had been working from home for the last two years just kind of kept going on you know with things as though they were normal but I was in a forward-facing position and suddenly I was no longer allowed to face anybody. I wasn't allowed to do my job. I, catering had disappeared. Restaurants had dried up. Business was gone. We had to learn how to convert things to curbside and takeout and deal with, you know, blocking capacity to 25% when we did finally get to open locations with my company. It was really insane. Um, I know a lot of people who are still, to this day, pissy about wearing masks as it's a a huge infringement on their rights, which I'll never understand because wearing a mask isn't just for me, it's for the people I'm facing and not wanting to get them sick, but... I also believe that this pandemic is Darwinism at its finest and that we're culling the species. So these people don't want to wear masks, you know, they want to get sick and they want to die. Then I'm kind of an everything for a reason person. So I just, I don't understand why it's so political. We wear seatbelts, you know, but again, that's where the political climate was at the time. And you know, science being what it was and us having a real interesting character in the White House at the time. I mean, could I have handled any of this any better? I mean, I don't know, but I know that the way that this guy did it just wasn't good. He didn't listen to the people he surrounded himself with. His narcissism got the better of him and he fucked an entire country over. And... You know, we're going to suffer this for quite a long time. And now we've got to deal with, you know, these COVID shots, these vaccines that, you know, thank you, Trump, for getting the vaccine out to us prior to you leaving the White House. But whatever coordinated effort there was, there just isn't. And unfortunately, the incoming administration, the Biden administration, they're dealing with it. And it's a big-ass shit show for them as well. They they can't seem to get it together. Doesn't matter how many shots you buy. People aren't able to get shots. Can't go on a government website in your home state because the minute someone announces, you know, a COVID appoint, a vaccine appointment, it's, it's gone. It's gone. You can't get on a website. You can't get on a waiting list anywhere. You just can't. So... I find it interesting that certain first responders and frontliners and 
you know, people like 911 dispatchers who I apologize, but you're not forward facing. You don't see anybody and you're pretty much working over a phone like I'm working from home. Why are you getting a COVID vaccine, but people who are 65 plus can't get them right now? I understand hospitals and doctors and teachers. Old age homes, I get that too. And those caretakers, I understand that. But I don't understand, you know, these younger people that were able to get this vaccine currently. I I don't get it. My 73-year-old mother still has not been able to receive this vaccine. She's not been able to make an appointment for this vaccine. She's not been able to find a way to get this vaccine. So, yeah, we've got that to deal with. And then when you pair all of that with sitting at home with your friends and loved ones for 11 months, I gotta say, I love my family. I have two kids, a husband, and I love them. And we came, we became very close. We became very tight knit, but what has systematically happened is that we, we no longer miss each other. And I think we've gotten on each other's nerves enough that we all just kind of go to our own corners and do our own thing now. You know, six months of being close-knit and together was great. Eight months, yeah, okay, we had the holidays to deal with, but a year of it, it's, it's crazy already. Online schooling every few weeks because of COVID exposures, that's insane. Me having to stay home from work because of COVID exposures. That's insane. My husband getting COVID and he rarely leaves the house. That's insane. It's just insane. (laughs) I know that's the word I keep using, but it is crazy. I think we're all weary, we're, we're frazzled, we haven't been able to travel, we haven't been able to do the, even the simplest things, go to a rock concert, go to a park and gather with more than five people, sit in a room with 20 people and pass a joint and, you know, drink a ton of beer and like watch pay-per-view events, sit in bars, sit in nightclubs, get lap dances, you know not even worry about one-way lanes and the Whole Foods aisles, just being able to do the things that we used to do. God, how I took it all for granted. All the things I miss, all the people I miss, the Zoom calls that were made in the beginning that are no longer really being made because frankly, we all know how everybody's doing. We're all stuck in this shit together. And for the people that are getting out there, those people that I love to refer to as COVID Karens, these people that just want to be in everybody's face and they're uptight and they're pissed and they just want to take their shit out on everybody else. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. I will say that I've been grateful that in the last 11 months... I've had the support of friends and family. I've had people to talk to. I've (laughs) not been left alone to sit in a room and be depressed and left with my own thoughts and not have to worry. But I know 
so many people that have just been stressed and worried and worried about money and the roof over their heads and the food in their stomachs and, you know, what's going to happen to their kids. Are their kids going to have to be in school tomorrow? Are they going to be online? And are they going to be able to be home? Or are they going to have to go into the office or the restaurant or the store or wherever it is they're working? I mean, it's just not... Nothing is normal anymore. And trying to navigate it and trying to stay positive, it's becoming difficult. I mean, I want to stick my middle finger out at so many people right now because I just find that so many people are entitled. And if we really, truly all were in this together, we'd have gotten through this, you know, three, four months ago and would have all had this under control. But everybody has a different opinion of how this should be taken care of. And, you know, the different governors want to, you know, listen to the science and interpret it one way and different governors want to interpret it another. And, you know, we've dealt with false news and fake news and left-wing media and right-wing media, and you can't get any truth because there's so many different sides to the story now. And I think that's been the most confusing and frustrating thing in all of this is that in the lack of any leadership, nobody really stood up and said, this is what we're going to do. And we're suffering for it. We're all suffering for it now. I know for me, trying to stay positive, trying to wake up every day and, you know, find something to do, figure out a new norm. You know, now it's podcasting, but, you know, what's it going to be the day after tomorrow? What is my interest going to be? I've I've cooked so many meals I don't even want to cook anymore. I've read so many books I don't want to read anymore. I, can, I don't even want to turn the television on because I've streamed every media outlet there can possibly be from Hulu to Netflix to Disney Plus to HBO Max to Stars, Showtime, you name it. I almost feel like I can't outwardly communicate with people anymore face-to-face because I haven't been face-to-face with anybody in so long, but a medium like podcasting where I can sit alone in a room and just blurb out my thoughts, I kind of think maybe it's a voice for a lot of people right now, and I think a lot of people are feeling the same way I'm feeling. I want this to be over with. I want life to get back to normal, but what I do know is that it's never going to be the same. And with that being said, I'd really love to know what a new normal is. I don't know. It's something I ponder. It's something I try and get through on a daily basis. And I hope you do too. I hope that y'all can figure out something to keep the blues off, the edge off, the stress down from not feeling that you're alone in it, that you're just someplace where you're unreachable because you're not. I know I'm not. And while I miss all of my friends and my family and, you know, I get out there once in a while, it's not the same anymore. We're just going to have to figure it out. And at least I know I want to figure it out. And that's a good thing. about it for tonight. I think it's been a mouthful, but 
I don't know, in this midlife crisis of mine right now, I just want to know that, you know, the next 20 to 30 years I may have left, I'm not going to be stuck in a fucking house. (laughs) Oh my God, I really don't want to be stuck in the house anymore. (laughs) I guess it could be worse. Stay good out there, peeps. Be safe.